You're listening to One Team in Moreland, a podcast dedicated to all things Moreland City Football Club and football in Victoria. This show is powered by the Duke of Edinburgh. They were Australian Hotels Association finalists in 2015 and can be found on Sydney Road in Brunswick. We're also supported by Padstone, a leading supplier, manufacturer and installer of natural reconstituted stone. And lastly, we are supported by Brown's Corner Hotel. Found in Coburg, it's your local bar and pub for functions, dining and entertainment. Welcome back to One Team Moreland, a podcast that's everything Moreland City and everything Victorian football. Uh, we're here with our special guest, uh, the one and only Archie Thompson. Hey, Archie, is it Archibald? Is it just Archie? <laughs> what is it? Is it, is it always... Mate, is it because you've had too many beers, mate? <laughs> um, is it just Archie? Is that, is yeah, it mate, just it's just Archie. Archie. It's just, you know, but actually when I do stuff with Fox, they've got me down as Archibald. Is that a but piss my dad's take? Num- I don't think it is, but it's uh, actually me. Old man's name's Archibald, so... That's oh, all right. You're definitely not know. bald, but it's nah, the shaven head there, mate. I've got the bloody high wing back. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, you have made a big impact on the game. One thing that just popped into my head, and I know Chappie, Nathan Chapman will be uh, listening. He named his first son Archie, and he swears it's after you. So oh, well, you've no. made a huge impact uh, across the board. Well, you can see that from the kids' reaction just yeah, outside. Just when we outside, outside. And it was mayhem. <laughs> so we've had to rush him back into the um, salubrious... Uh, accommodation that we have here being the recording studio. <laughs> <laughs> Slash disabled toilets. And um, what, what's a favourite chant that they sang for you? Um, yeah, look, there's which ones? The ones that the city used to sing or the ones that uh, Sydney FC used to sing? Well, I used to like the ones Sydney FC used to sing. Um, but what was your favourite one, the victory? Is it that stupid, like, Archie Thompson? That's what all the kids and uh, all the fans... What's your favourite one? Nah, that, that, that's, that's a special one, I reckon. That's Is the that the one? one? Yeah, that's the one that stands out. I think that's the one that's been given to me. Um, and that's uh, everyone knows. So. Yeah. And, and, and uh, you know, but all the other clubs seem to have their own little special one. Uh, <laughs> so what's your favourite opposition club chant? Oh look, City used to give it to me uh, but I, can't, I won't say that one, what they used to say But uh, the Sydney one was quite good Like the Sydney FC used to sing um, Australia says no, Australia says no Archie, Australia says no <laughs> Which, I laugh <laughs> I used to laugh when that used to get Well my old man used to always say It's funny how they don't spit They don't sing about anyone other than strikers yeah, It's true yeah, isn't no, it yeah, Look it's I reckon it's a, it's a sign of respect mate exactly. like, That's what it is and Because it's funny now Once I've been out of the game I've been to Sydney where I've done a, a commentary and I, and I had to run up through the crowd And it's funny how many The Sydney FC supporters stop me and get a photo And, yeah. and uh, you know they say Oh we love the way you played and, and that's been actually throughout the whole um, league Whenever a team comes to Melbourne Victory When they play them at Amy Park or Etihad they uh, they're just like you know they just love me the way that I played the the character I was they hated me playing against them but as soon as the the whistle's blown or everyone whenever I put an Australian jersey on they um you know they they took me as one of theirs and I you know I know as much as Sydney FC used to you know sing that chant um you know there was one, I think there was one guy that said the other day when I was there he just said look you used to be my favourite socceroo and. You know, I mean, I was n- never as maybe as successful as some of the Socceroos in there. I mean, at world class. I mean, 
overseas, but um, you know they have that. That's pretty, that's pretty special. That's it might have been from the, like just the person I was, the character I was, or, yeah. or even maybe maybe even a bit of the football I used to play. Yeah, and yeah. we look. We I know you and I talked about it over lunch. I I, uh, oh, I don't know if you guys know, but I rate I rate myself uh, <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to. To, to the knowledge of the game. <laughs> when it comes to knowledge Not of the game. Not just in general? No, no, just uh, when it comes to knowledge of the game. And I think Archie, I was saying this to Archie, I go, Archie, you've, you've busted all sorts of records. You've got, you know, 13 goals in a World Cup qualifier. You've played, you know, 200 plus games. You were the. You actually broke one of your old boss's records with that. Gary Cole hold that, held that oh, record he for a while. Oh, shit, I didn't know that. I think nah. so. So, you know. Is that why he went a bit dirty on that? <laughs> Like you, I used, back, to, I used to love it when Barisha knocked you off for the victory one. Oh. Now every time you pan to you and you're like pretending to be happy. Like. <laughs> mate, I was happy. You know what? I was just happy because, it, mate, records are always going to get broken, and I knew straight away. Like, I mean, he's a class act, and um, I actually thought that he scored, so I was happy that so I didn't have to hear about it in the media or whatever. That oh, yeah. you know, best going to break your record. Oh, best is going to break a record. I'm best going to break a record. Like, Mate, give me a break. Like, I'm, I'm just happy that he, he's finally got there and I don't have to worry about it. Um, I mean, it was obviously special to have it for a while, but then, you know, then... But again, Broxy came along and broke my all-time record for games played. So. And he was very happy about that as well. Oh, was he? Yeah, yeah very happy oh, about that. Oh, yeah, but like... Who would, have, who would have the record for sideways passes at victory? Who, who, you reckon which individual player has played more sideways passes over the last 12 years couldn't be Broxy because he goes backwards <laughs> so, <laughs> this isn't uh, a setup, Brox by the way yeah, no, uh, no, no. I, I don't know to be honest um, right. nah, we'll come Bro- back next week Bro- Broxy we'll... might have both those stats actually <laughs> 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 yeah, no, we've got to love Broxy he, he, he does bring the music to the game to the change room which is, yeah. which is great he's a DJ bit of a DJ Broxy. old Broxy maybe, no, maybe he can be our next special guest Broxy yeah. if you're out there I'd love maybe get uh, Arch to tap him up well look uh I've I've got a lot of time for Broxy because he's throughout his uh, what Melbourne victory career he's had a lot of doubters and I mean there's still a lot of people out there that say you know why is he playing in certain positions that when you've got a player there that's that's his position but um, what it, like he's always put his head down he's always worked harder than the next guy um, all the criticism he's ever got he's still you know put that in the back of his head he's worked really hard and I, I was if anyone was going to break my record, uh, it was going to be Broxy, even though he won't be remembered in 10 years. It's still pretty special. <laughs> <laughs> it's still pretty special. <laughs> 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 no, no, honestly, I'm joking. I've got, I've got so much time oh. for him. Um, the, the, he's just his, his work ethic, uh, his hard work, and his, his determination and his ability and to believe in himself when no one else did. I made a lot of time for him. I'm so happy for him. And doing it whilst doing it whilst the father of triplets. Oh mate, that's yeah, that's hard. That's hard in itself. But mate, yeah, I got a lot of time for him, and um, you know, I hope he continues on. Um, well, I know he'll continue on with Musky there, but again, <laughs> 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 just no, a we're not I, have I promise you, we will I not talk joking. about Musky on the podcast today. We, we got a joking. bit of a run a couple of weeks ago. We won't be talking. No, like I said, mate, a lot of time, for, a lot of time. For yeah, well, uh, yeah, I'm still, I'm still dirty on Musky when he had to go at our ground. Him and Darren Davies two years ago when they came. <laughs> back so what was the score, mate? What was the we score? won three two. Oh, well, that's it. I yeah. know, but, but we, one thing but we brought the game back twenty yeah. years. <laughs> one, one thing that's actually makes me laugh is when 
I when I do stuff with Fox or I do watch a game is when a coach does lose. It's uh, you know it's always something else that it's never their fault or whatever, which is so funny. So that just that sounds about right. <laughs> they're, not, they're never going to say that you guys won. It was got to be some other reason. So. Yeah. <laughs> that, that could be just a victory. No, look, what I was going to say, like maybe five minutes ago, or before we went into the ether with this conversation, but was um, of all the things you've done in your like uh, incredible career, uh, I still look back, um, and, and if I was in your shoes, and I was Archie Thompson sitting back on the couch, you know, sipping on a CC and dry <laughs> on, a, on, a, on a Tuesday afternoon, I'd... <laughs> <laughs> I'd, uh, I'd, I'd, I'd no, you read my diary. <laughs> I'd, uh, I'd be thinking. I'd be thinking through my career, and 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 2005, 2006 was a real turning point for Australian football. You know, making that World Cup and that mm. sort of golden generation of team and players, and and the heartbreak that you'd gone, the country had gone through through those qualifiers. You know, mm-hmm. Uruguay four years earlier. You know, Iran. Scott, going back all the way New through Zealand. New Zealand, mm. Argentina, yeah. Scotland, you know, uh, and, and, and I remember that, that you know, we, we, four years earlier we'd, we'd, we'd got Uruguay in that playoff, that sudden death, and we were off to Montevideo. And, that, you know, we, we got touched up in Montevideo and that, and that put an end to the qualifier pretty much. It was, it was no coming back from there. So four years later we go to Montevideo, you know, we've seen the documentaries, we've heard Frank Lowey, we've heard the coaches, they learned from four years before, they did things differently, you know, with the flight times, with where, where you trained and, and all of those things. So that Montevideo, and Montevideo up until 2006, at that point in time, Uruguay had never lost a World Cup qualifier official game ever. It's ridiculously above sea level, isn't oh, it? Yeah, yeah. And it? And they're crazily good and it's 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 quite a, a fanatical place to go. But, you know, you think the number of times that Uruguay have played Argentina and yeah. Brazil mm, in, yeah. in the South American qualifiers and Copa America and all those sort of things had never lost mm. in Montevideo. And off we go. And, yeah, as Archie said, oh, well, we lost. Okay. I go, yeah, I know, but that's not the point. The point is yeah. we only lost 1-0 and it set it up for the second leg. Mm. And Gus Hiddink, one of the master tacticians of all time in, in, in football, not just with Australia but throughout Europe and career and um, done some amazing things, actually started Archie Thompson yeah. in no. that game. You, you're in the starting 11, probably the most important 90 minutes Australia, even to this day, I, I think, think, I think we'll, we'll ever see yeah. I think, that game. Well, look, uh, I, uh, with hitting coming in, uh, because, uh, you know, I think it was Frank, uh, Frank, who was it, Frank? Farina. Farina. Frank Farina. Farina. He, um, you know, he used to pick uh, the same squad, the same starting 11, and he just stuck with it. It didn't matter, it didn't go on performance, it didn't go on training, who was training well. It was just, you know, okay, I got my favourite 11 players or ones that I'm, I'm not going to, you know, I don't know, it was just mates with or whatever, but there was just, it was hard to really break into that team. When Frank got the flick and then they decided to bring in someone like Hiddink, who's absolute, um, you know, incredible manager and just knows how to get the best out of players and teams, uh, you know, he just said, look, I don't care where you're from, who you play for or... I just want someone that will come out on this training pitch, or, and it started from the training pitch, who was willing to work the hardest, who was willing to gonna sacrifice uh, for the team, put their own selfish goals aside and, and, and try to get a nation to a World Cup. And, and that's where I think um, everyone that was always on the fringes and never could crack that 11 because it was, you know, it was 
whether it be a mate thing or whatever, um, thought, okay, then this is a real opportunity for me to do something with the Socceroos and, and be a part of something really special with, with a great coach that you can, um, you know, you start from fresh, you start fresh. And then, so that's where it all started. And he, I, I try, always trained really well with the Socceroos. And, um, and I must admit, when I seen that, when my name came up, we were in Montevideo because we weren't told of the team until we got to Montevideo. And uh, it was the first time that I've ever gone to a place that was so hostile. I mean, I remember catching a bus and uh, there was a talk of it last uh, campaign where there was a lot of beating of drums and everything and trying to keep the team uh, try to awake. keep the team awake uh, and you know whatever they could do they they would try to do just to disrupt the team and uh, I remember when I was catching the bus we had about three or four police uh, that was escorting to the airport I mean to the hotel and I looked looked back and this is how hostile I knew it was going to be when I looked over and it was a 70 year old win uh, woman. <laughs> giving the bus the bird. <laughs> so I was just thinking, well, okay, there's a seven-year-old woman out there that's giving the bus the bird. <laughs> I wonder what else I'm going to be. So, you know, we got to the um, uh, uh, hotel and then suddenly, you know, we're getting spat on and there's drums and it's just real hostile. And when we got up to the top and then um, I didn't think that, okay, I'm, I'm going to have some kind of part maybe to play in this game off the bench was what I was thinking yeah. because that's, that's always been kind of my role with the Socceroos is to come in and be that impact player and change a game and then uh, which I was happy to do quite happy to do because you know, as much as I'd like to be a part more starting I, I knew that was my role and this is the role that I was given and I was going to do the best of ability because I still to this day think for me reach, uh, the pinnacle of my career has always been representing uh, Australia mm -hmm. and uh, so when I see my name up there, I was kind of going, whoa. And I, I almost felt like there was, a, the, everyone was kind of going, wow, you know. But, you know, it was because purely because I was, I trained just as good and I deserved to be in that, in that spot. And then I was like, okay, well, you know, as hostile as it's going to be, it's going to be nuts. I'm they're going to look forward to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, when Did Timmy just put his hand up and say, hey, <laughs> how the fuck's Archie Thompson starting? <laughs> you spelled my name wrong. <laughs> But, mate, I just thought, you know what? Went to the game, uh, walked out on, onto the Mondebadeau, and uh, it, was, it was nothing like I've ever experienced before. Walk out, and you're actually walking to the where you stand, and, and you can feel the ground shaking because of the, the atmosphere. And, oh, I, like, I'm getting chills now because I, I just starting to flood back to me what it, what it felt like. And, um, and it was crazy. You could not hear the national anthem, your national anthem. Mm -hmm. so, soon, suddenly, as soon as theirs came through, it just reverberated through your body. And uh, to, to escape, like what we did, because you know a lot of um, legs have been finished there yeah. at Montevideo. Or, yeah. So we 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 worked our asses off. We got a result, one nil. And we, we knew that was going was going to be tough there. Whatever. Uh, we never, we didn't expect to go there to win. We just wanted to go there and, and give ourselves the opportunity to come back and uh, and and qualify for the World Cup on our home soil. And we did that, and it was special. And that's where football changed in Australia. And um, to be a hundred percent, be a part of that. hundred percent. You, you can never, yeah. It's a, absolutely. It's a big thing. It's a yeah. big thing. And 12 years on now, Arch, you know, the A-League's been going 12 years and um, we, t we touched on it earlier to, uh, in, in, in the podcast around uh, expansion. 
Uh, you've now, since your retirement, you've had you've probably six months retired, maybe eight months retired. You've had a little stint last year with uh, in the MPL with Heidelberg. Mm. Um, and I hope Steve Salakides is listening, a good friend of mine <laughs> and, and an absolute gentleman. And yes, uh, um, I know you've got a lot, a lot of time for Steve. Yeah, definitely. And uh, now with uh, Murray United, yeah. um, you know, I know the 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 old faithful of uh, the old NSL and and and. Uh, football in Australia are crying out for m- promotion and relegation. And and don't get me wrong, anyone that's listening, oh, I'm I'm pro promotion relegation. Yeah. I think that's yeah. what happens everywhere in the world, and I think it makes for better competition. But the reality is, to have promotion relegation, there, there needs to be the, the the as Eric would say, the delta, which is the difference okay. between the top league and the second top league, needs to be. A Close. bit closer yes. than what it yeah. currently is. So, yeah. can you just run through now your experiences at Heidelberg? And I don't want to hear any Katza stories. We're hoping to get Katza <laughs> if you're listening. Uh, we we'll hope to get you in next at our next definitely, episode. Definitely. I know Timmy's uh, working hard to try and get you in. So, uh, if you're listening, mate, you got your chance to get back at Archie next week. Um, <laughs> you can tell me how hard he worked for your team uh, on the training track for you. Um, and uh, um, how far, you know. Murray is probably, but but Heidelberg and Murray and the MPL uh, system, you know, our, our FFA technical director referred to it as the Belgian fourth division, I think, uh, mm. uh, during the week in, in the paper. What, the MPL? Yeah, the MPL says uh, it's equivalent to the Belgian fourth division. Is that who you say that? Um, um, the FFA technical, technical director, director. Okay. Abrahams. Abrahams. Where's he from? Eric Abrahams. I think he's from Belgium. Oh, he's not yes. a Dutch or, or yes. Belgium. Yeah. Um, no, he's actually Belgium. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he had, he had, I think, some success with uh, uh, the youth Belgium, and that's why I think they're so strong. So it's great that we've yeah. got someone uh, that's uh, from Belgium because I think we need to maybe to shy away from what we've been doing because when when you look at the state of uh, the Dutch football and they're struggling to make, uh, and that's where our philosophy, a lot mm-hmm. of our philosophies come from. Yep. From. from the Dutch long system, time. It's a yeah. Ju- yeah. Dutch system, but you can see now uh, that that's not working because their national team is um, struggling to make uh, World Cups and, and, and European I don't think championships. They don't even qualify for no. the European championship. And out. they have one of the easy. I think, and that's the system the we've yeah. got. Yeah. That system. That system. Why don't we get the? I like the Iceland system. I think yeah. they did. did they, <laughs> can we implement the Iceland system? They, they did pretty good in the yeah, Euros, no, they didn't they? Did, yeah, they did really good. <laughs> <laughs> I think George is a. Uh, is this George taking that philosophy up? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> but uh, no, uh, look, uh, I think that there needs to be a change. Um, look, that's uh, it's probably it's probably realistic that he says that. I mean, he's been part of the the Belgium system for. A, for but a how long far time. off are we, Archie? How bad is the NPL compared to A League? Well, What's I, the gap? I, I've Tell been, me about the gap, mate. I've, I've, Played in Belgium for four years, and I remember when we ever we because whenever we uh, started preseason, we used to play a, a lot of these lower divisions, uh, four or five uh, divisions early on in the um, preseason. Preseason, and that, like they they were not bad. Like I, I look, I would I, I would say honestly that okay, the level's probably not that bad. Like I mean, not saying that that's bad, but I I, it, I wouldn't say it's um, like like terrible. But then. It's a huge drop from uh, A League level, and uh, if you're talking about uh, having relegation and promotion and 
that gap needs to yeah. be... Yeah, so for example, at the moment, when I look at the MPL, Avondale Heights are on top mm. of the ladder. Mm -hmm. uh, whoever is on the bottom at the moment, I don't know, Central Coast or someone someone around there, I think, yeah. uh, or Adelaide United, Adelaide yeah. drop out, and Avondale Heights go in. Uh, yeah. Tell me what has to change in the MPL, not just I'm not having to go at Avondale or Heidelberg or Moreland or, or well, Murray, look, but... It's, it comes down to money. What, what are the key differences, but what are the key... Is, is it about that professionalism and oh, yeah. full-time, part-time? Yeah, look, it, it is, because I, I know being in a, in a professional environment and being, um, especially from coming from Socceroos, this is a... a good example of it and I think this is what you do take from leagues is that I whenever I went into the Socceroos camp and I trained with them for two or three weeks or whatever it was whenever we had a little thing and I would come back to the to my Melbourne victory I was like you know three or four steps ahead of them, uh, my players all the time like all the time so and it's almost like the same as what um what you, what you, what's happening with the league if you think that, okay, Avondale Heights and Central Coast, um, that's what it's... That'll be like Socceroos and, uh, and the A-League. Now, you know, having said that, Green Gully did beat Central Coast in the FFA Cup correct. game earlier this year. Okay, when, so, when was that? When was that? Uh, uh, well, generally it kind of comes towards the end of the NPL season and the start of the A-League season. So, when so was Central that, Coast when was would have been game? in the pre-season. When was that game? Uh, what would, what, I reckon it was October. Yeah, possibly. October. Oh, yeah, then it would have started the, the season. Um, mind you. Would have okay, been very early on beauty, for them. And that's what you want. The coach got sacked but after that's Gully beat them. Yeah, yeah but that's what you want from the FFA Cup. You want the, that beauty. And that's what happens in the FFA FA Cup. In, in the, in, well, that's what happened with the non-league team. And, yeah. Uh, you know, but you get them playing in the league week in, week out. It's going to even itself out. Oh, it's going to... It's more than going to even itself yeah. out. And they're definitely not going to have... That's a one-off, you know. Uh, and that Green Gully, when Green Gully beats it, that's a one-off. That won't... You know, you get them playing week in, week out against A-League opposition and uh, you'll quickly see that that's uh, that was a one-off. But then that's what I'm saying. Like, you need... If you're going to have that uh, uh, same sort of level, the money needs to put in, be put in. The players need to be training... Uh, five, six times a week. Not what they're doing now is what, you know, what I see at Murray United, two or two or three times a week and then rock up to the game. I mean, you know, if you want to bridge that gap, these you need them to be quitting their job, being a professional footballer and, and uh, uh, like, not semi, but pro and training five, six times a week like yeah. the A-League players. And that's the difference. And that's that comes down to money. And... Um, I just, I just, I'm, I'm all for it too because I reckon it adds to the competition. I've played in Europe. I know what it's like to be down in the relegation area where I've been, uh, when I was almost close to getting relegated, and we pulled ourselves out of it. And you know, that, and that adds excitement. To yeah, that's, it. that's, that's yeah. brilliant. I love it's, it. It's, a, it's an exciting well, time in any league. Yeah, you know, the relegation battle. I mean, right? I, I love the Premier League, and you love who wins the championship, the, 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 the championship or the league. But you get more excitement at what's happening down the bottom yeah, of it. Yeah. So oh, watching all those fans cry at the last <laughs> game because they got relegated. All the miracles of <laughs> yeah, the team yeah, pulling yeah. it out. Staying like, off. Yeah, like that, Staying that, up. They're awesome and that's what I reckon uh, it needs. But we're a long way off it. So you reckon a model something like, let's just say, MPL New South Wales, MPL Victoria, MPL Queensland had two or three full professional 
type clubs, top type outfits yes. that yeah. if they became like let's say in Victoria it could be South Melbourne, Melbourne Knights and Avondale, for example, yeah. or yeah. Bentley. Yeah. They they go into a professional sort of setup, their players yeah. become full time, the staff become full time, mm-hmm. um, then that should lead them into winning the league or yep. coming at least first or second. Yeah. Um, because everyone else would be sort of part timers if you yeah. like. Yeah. And yep. then I then like a bit that. of a playoff where the winner in Victoria, New South Wales, Queensland uh, would play off to get a spot in the A-League yeah. and then maybe depending... You know, the issue with relegation out of the A-League is that, you know, if there's only one team in Perth and one team in Adelaide, for example, or one team in Brisbane and it, and, and Perth Glory hypothetically finish last, you could... And, and Bentley Greens go up or... Yeah. Or yeah, Wollongong uh, in New South Wales goes up. You, you might end up having a season with no team... On the West Coast. Perth. Yeah. And that, that has to be detrimental to the game yeah. uh, nationally at, at more broader and deeper levels yeah. than, than yeah. that's that. So yeah. I don't know how they deal with that type scenario. I don't, yeah, I don't know, but I... I well, it goes back to the expansion question, doesn't yeah. it? I mean, two teams in every state at yeah. least. And Well, I honestly don't think we're going to... In my... Um, I don't think in my era that we're going to see that happen. I mean, I'm, well, I'm thinking I'm going to live a long time. <laughs> but I, that's how... Far away, I think we are. I mean, it's. I'd like to think it's a lot earlier. Uh, it, yeah, that we can maybe do some, but uh, unless money gets pumped in, and the structures are in there, I mean, I, I don't know. It's. I mean, it's taken what 10, 11, 12 years to sort of get this A League thing right and um, and talk about. Well, some people might say it's still not right. Yeah. Well, that's right. So if that's not still not right, we're talking about relegation and promotion, like, mm. and we're still struggling to get our number one uh, competition up. And it, I mean, you know, that's why I'm saying it's a long way away before anything starts happening. Yeah. This show is powered by the Duke of Edinburgh. They were Australian Hotels Association finalists in 2015 and can be found on Sydney Road in Brunswick. We're also supported by Padstone, a leading supplier, manufacturer and installer of natural reconstituted stone. And lastly, we are supported by Browns Corner Hotel. Found in Coburg, it's your local bar and pub for functions, dining and entertainment.